Welcome to Postscripts, and we're talking about World on Fire Season 2, Episode 1. We're here. It's a brand new season of World on Fire. Uh, I'm Fred Feigent, along with Matt Wilson. Hey, Matt. Hey, Fred. How are you? Good, good. Good. Um, And again, just as a little bit of a reset here, this series, series, Season 2 of World on Fire, referred to as Series 2 in the United Kingdom, came out earlier this year there uh just releasing now which now is is october of 2023 the first season of the show came out all the way back in in the united states in 2020 came out in 2019 actually in in the united kingdom so even earlier so so i say all that to say that there was a pretty substantial unintended gap between these two uh seasons despite the fact that they're in in story time not that much time has gone by. No, we we knew this gap was coming. We actually yeah. talked about it as we were progressing through season one. We knew COVID caused a, a break in production. There'd be a real world timeline. We wondered what that would mean for some of the performers, especially the younger ones that would obviously uh, age and grow up a little bit. Um, and yes, we actually get a on-screen timestamp early in the episode, mm-hmm. October 1940. So we are, in essence, really just picking up um, what, like six months later? No, no. Um, oh, wait, 1940. Was it 39? I thought 40? it was like summer of 39 or okay. spring of 39, maybe? Maybe it's a year. Let's it's go It's so long year. ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in essence, picking up shortly after um, the events of the first season. And w- thinking back through, I, I will say this um, before we dive into the content here. Love to have you listening and following along, uh, but join in with us. You can send us your thoughts and comments at postscript at WITF.org. All the WTF social medias, you'll find us there as well. Um, so if you are joining, especially because season two rolling out in the United States and you're picking up with season two, maybe you haven't watched season one in years. Um, we do have a series of postscript uh, that does cover season one of World on Fire. Go check that out. Um, so to us, this is fresh in our minds because we've been doing this uh, just through the last few weeks of real time. Um, and so the the transition from season one to season two um, was jarring. It's completely jarring, almost to the point where I felt like it was almost a different show. I, I agree. It, it almost seemed like a different show that just happened to have some of the, some of the same characters. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. lots of unexplained changes. Yeah, a lot of off-screen shenanigans as far... Now, replace... So they had a couple ways they could pull this. So in the real world of productions, obviously um, actors are busy. They don't want to sit around doing nothing. It's very reasonable that Helen Hunt and Sean Bean had other obligations, other available projects, opportunities they wanted to do. Maybe they just weren't available for this show two or three years later to begin season two. Besides learning, spoiler, that... uh, Douglas died in a bombing uh, run uh, there in Manchester, again off screen. Besides learning that, there's no sign of Helen. Well, that's the thing. no sign of Webster. At least they Albert. bothered to say right. Yeah, at least uh, they tried to close the loop there. My favorite character in the whole dang right. series, but uh, but yeah, um, we. So as far as season Webster, one, a lot of folks we kind of cared about and learned a lot about are just MIA. gone. Yeah, just just missing. Just um, gone. Uh, what the other thing, and so part of my my one theory is is because so much time had pre, uh, elapsed from from in production that perhaps the approach here was just to, if you had not seen season one, we can just go right into this and you won't be completely lost. Although I feel like you still would be well, somewhat so lost when Harry drives up with Kasia in the car. Right, and, there's you, you a whole story there. Yeah, 
So I, I do think you have to watch season one, and I think that just puts you in a really awkward place coming into season two. Um, oh, <laughs> Vernon also died off screen. Oh, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> by the way, and they, they made an even less of a deal about that. No. A, a I mean, side certainly, comment about losing her fiance. Lois's uh, side comment about losing her fiance. Yeah, but I feel like they they skipped an episode, and I you know I feel like uh, you know halfway through this episode, right. and you know, we're not here to necessarily overly right. criticize or poke holes no. at this, uh, uh, right. but it, I feel like we were missing an episode. So here, we, here's we, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, well, I mean if we ended with Cassia and Harry on the run, right? And then all of a sudden they're safe and sound in England. Yeah, all, all we, kinds of. <laughs> we, Tom was somewhere in Spain, Spain, and then he's home. He's home. Uh, uh, well, and Gregor's, or yeah, he was he was in England. We saw so him we in had England. Him. Right. And Jan obviously makes I mean, sense. He's, right. he's yeah. as would be expected, being the youngest character in the show. He's probably the most noticeable. Who has aged. Um, yeah, he's like a foot taller now. <laughs> I wondered if it would be the same actor. It is. Uh, um, it is the same actor, but yeah, he is uh, notably different physically. That's fine. But uh, you know, I forgot where I was going with no. that. But it was just uh, you know, I feel like the the somewhat soft tension, but the tension that was building at the end of episode seven right. with Cassia and Harry. How, how are they going to get out of this pickle? And there's this right. other home. So in in. <laughs> Literature and entertainment, there's a concept called the suspension of disbelief. Mm. And I think we're just being asked to accept that a lot of things have changed yeah. and just roll with it. Just pick up in this new story with a few characters and a few new characters. Don't worry about how Tom and Kasia magically got from somewhere in uh, Poland back to England okay. in, in a span of a couple months or a couple weeks or Done. whatever. Don't worry about how Tom got home from Spain. He's just okay, there. He's now. there. Right. Don't worry about how Gregor's is apparently some sort of air, airline mechanic. He's or been, air, uh, air, yeah, redrafted. Um, in the English Air yeah, Force. As so a, he's learned English. He's learned some English. He um, knew some English in uh, in Dunkirk. He knew a little bit true. of English. So. Um, but, oh, my goodness, just suspend your disbelief, my friend, and roll with what is now season two. Um. We could talk about the old a lot, and we will, but let's talk about a little bit of the new as well. Okay. Um, Lois is apparently uh, an ambulance driver. driver. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about this. At first, I was like, this is weird. Um, but you, I would think that during wartime, when you're in an active bombing scene, life as you know it yeah. ends, right? right? You don't just work at a grocery store. Or like, okay, grocery store is a bad example. You, you still obviously need to have food and everything. But entertainers and people whose jobs are probably not super important or relevant to daily life, I bet they are drafted or brought into roles like, I mean, right, you're well, an active bombing scene. There's ambulances all over the place probably. So. Well, and remember, Lois was going to various locations to perform for mm-hmm. the troops. And so, right. I mean, with a nearly newborn she nearly can't do that right. um she had to stay home so yeah but to play a role in the the wartime effort she's driving an ambulance yep. now so yeah i blinked at first but then i kind of put it together and mm-hmm. made some sense um interesting episode for her we'll get to the end of the episode in a second but um i did like how um she continues to talk harry through her perspective on all of this um Kind of rebukes Connie about you know don't tell me how to grieve right I, I've 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 lost so much my dad my fiance my boyfriend in a way that I thought might be you know um, it just she's been through a lot she's she's dealing with a lot um, we, and it's just it's just Lois being Lois I think we never 
State Trooper. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I'm not disputing that. Um, but we, they got engaged, but we don't know if they ever got married, do we? She, she used the term fiancé, so I okay, don't think they so got married. Okay, so they never got married. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, she does meet Kasia. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, and we knew this awkward situation was yeah. coming. Yeah. Um, this was, this is, and this was really the main focal point at the beginning of the show, I yes. guess. Like, let's bring Kasia home and throw everyone into yeah. the... Um, actually, f- seems to feel a little bit bad for Kasia, knowing that um, both she, Kasia, and Harry are are not where they exactly want to be. They're dealing with a lot. Um, it, there's a moment I think they, they, Lois and Harry meet at a restaurant, a cafe, and they they have a brief conversation. She's very sympathetic to the whole thing, um, but knows Harry's leaving again um, to go uh, out to northern Egypt, which we'll get or northern Africa, which we'll get to in a second, I guess. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but for me, Lois, the biggest point is is the very end of the episode. Um, she's serving as an ambulance driver. Mm-hmm. She comes to a, a bombing scene, goes in, uh, helps escort some people out of the building. For reasons that were not quite clear to me, someone or something may have been left inside. Uh, false uh, false teeth. Was it false teeth? Okay. Yes. Uh, so the, she goes the back in. would not leave without his teeth. Right. Uh, building collapses on her. Yes. And the last scene I believe we see is her on the ground bleeding, looking very bad. Yes. Now they've done T's death with us before. With they have. Tom, Tom. on mm-hmm. the beach. So we'll have to see what happens. But this yeah, would be I a weird gosh. way to just write out one more character. Right, right into the first episode of the new season. Right. Um, the yeah. drama of the scene didn't grab me. I'm skeptical. I, I don't know. Um, but... It it wasn't set up in a way that like I don't know maybe just all the changes or my my minor frustrations with the episode were were too much. But by the end of the episode, I was like, oh okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's really too bad that I mean I think we can assume. I mean maybe it will be explained in in the next episode that where Nancy has gone to. But um, as you had pointed out, I don't know maybe halfway through the season, like her role kind of evolved, or maybe and this was the whole point uh, as almost as a narrator. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like we were missing that. Yeah, the the use of newscast to explain events, the timeline, connect military actions back to the the civil scene was helpful. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she is a, a presence that's missing. Kind of connect the pieces and help us understand the bigger picture of what's going on. Yeah, because this episode also introduced a few new characters, and I was wasn't sure what to make of them. Yeah, you um, want to talk about what the pilots next? The short, yeah, shortbread David, and David and his wingman shortbread. By the end of the episode, shortbread's gone. Shortbread's gone. I wrote down here, we hardly knew we ye. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what to make right. of David. We're not right. supposed to like him at this point. He's a little bit arrogant. Yeah. He, he ditches meeting to go hang out with girlfriends, asks his friends to cover for him. Um, almost not, like Tom. A little, uh, yeah, yeah, has some pictures of Tom in there. Um, sometimes in the writing world, you'll set up characters to change, right? It's the evolution. Mm-hmm. It's the, the hero's journey. So maybe he'll end up somewhere different down the road, but at least for now, he seems like kind of a jerk. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't have anything to add. It, it was just it took me a while to warm up to this line, just because yeah. I was so eager to see where the characters we did know about where they ended up, yeah. um, where they were, and how how they fared. That uh, I, it just wasn't. Uh, I wasn't warming up to these individuals yet, I'm sure, right. if you next episode will. But was happy to see um, your good buddy, um, uh, Sergeant Stan. I don't actually know if he's a sergeant, but alliteration is fun. So he's become Sergeant Stan. Um, yeah, so he's in Egypt. No, I keep saying Egypt. It's northern Africa. 
Maybe it is after I thought Egypt. it was Egypt. Okay. Um, Robina knew at one point that Harry was going to Northern Africa, but I do, I do think they're in Egypt. So Stan is serving as sort of the lead of a mixed English and Egyptian unit. Not sure exactly what they're doing. It's, yeah. it's anti-Italy, um, uh, I guess. So, so Italy seems active in North Africa at this point. Um, the Italians have joined the war officially. Um, so, but the unit is a bomb disposal unit. They're doing like mine Ooh. retrieval off of some roads. That seemed like the most stressful part of the episode. Yeah. Was but we do get to meet uh, R- R- Rajib, looking at my paper here, R-A-J-I-B, Rajib. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he seems like a really strong leader of the Egyptian unit. He leads by example. He wants his men to see how the work gets done. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want to ask them to do anything he wouldn't do, which right. is a great leadership uh, mentality. Yeah, he makes that point. Um, you know, demonstrates how to do the bomb disposal, kind of how to do it right. Um, just seems, cares about his guys. Um, certainly someone we'll see more of, I think, as the season goes on, given how much time they, they spent on him in episode one. Um, not at all sure where that line storyline's going, um, but I... Um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Stan's there, so you know. I, Is Harry going to end up there? I, oh, we know I, that. That's we know what I was going to say. Yeah, right. We know he's going I to figured, Africa, so yeah. I, I, They're laying I, that out for the, us, of course. I, yeah, I, I feel like there's a little foreshadowing. Like, the f- whole point that Stan is there is because we're going to see Harry's a reunion of Harry yeah. and, and Stan. So, yep. so uh, they'll have fun in the sandstorms there. And I guess the last big thing to talk about. So what I do like... And they put a twist on this, so this is actually more interesting. I do like that they're showing us life in Germany as well. But instead of the Rossler family that we were very sympathetic with that seemed to be uh, blatant victims of Mm -hmm. the fascist movement and the the Nazi party, we get Marga, this young girl, and her family. Right, right. And she's talking to her friend Greta. um, Greta. Greta. Who got this high school Uh, German coming back. About Liebesborn? Yeah, so let's talk about Liebesborn. So it translates to Fount of Life. Yeah. Uh, this was a Himmler project. So you, you often hear Himmler is one of the bad guys of, of the Nazi. He absolutely was. This was about selective reproduction. This was finding people that reflected the ideal Aryan mm-hmm. stature, the, the blonde hair, the physical features. The, like pure race. Yes, the yeah. pure race. And she has embodied that mentality so visibly and so strongly from, from what we see even just episode one. This program began, my understanding is, as encouraging people like that to have more kids, Mm -hmm. grew into uh, forced kidnapping, child abuse, sexual assault, uh, a lot of international issues as the Nazi movement and the German army moves into other countries. There's a lot of literature, uh, movies, stories about this. Uh, is a horrible program that I think this this season may focus yeah. as much on as episode or as season one did of the eugenics program of the oh right well, sure with the, the Hilda force, mm-hmm. right with with Hilda yeah a uh, couple characters here I'm sure we'll see Marga of course is the daughter Gerta is her her friend but the family we meet is sympathetic in a way in that they they've kind of they're drinking the Kool Aid right far more so than the Rosslers. Yeah, it seemed like they didn't want to endanger their, themselves, right. so we're going to go along with this. Because right. uh, I think even the teacher had some... Um, the teacher had a stroke of conscience, tried yeah. to warn them about what this program meant for young girls, and yeah. the parents wanted nothing to do with it. They saw him as a threat. They called him a liberal. They threatened him. What if you know the administration finds out that you, you don't have faith in these programs? 
Um, what a horrible family unit to be part of. But what really makes it worse, and I think where I feel bad for Marga, uh, well, all of them, because they're, they're living in fantasy land, but the very last scene of, of theirs in this episode, um, and again, classic for this show, we have a connection of one of the German bomber pilots that we saw in the airplane. Uh, yeah. Turns out to be the older brother of Marga. Yeah. We saw a family photo again, so um, recurring themes. But um, as he walks into the house, the parents hug him, talk about how proud they are, how much honor he's bringing on the family. You know, you're an example to your younger sister. And you see her, and watch her facial expressions. She's listening and smiling, but then she becomes thoughtful. And I think she's almost recommitting herself to this program. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is my way that I can hear my parents talk to me about how proud they are about me. And I just feel bad for all of them, especially her, because she's too young to know any better. She can't Mm -hmm. make her own decisions. There's a scene early where it's pure indoctrination. They're doing oh, songs the whole, and yeah, the small dance routine, moves and yeah. the whole Heil Hitler salute thing. It's just, she has no chance, right? She's born into this, and it, it may turn out horrible for her, um, and we just have to kind of watch it play out. So that will be a thread we'll be watching through the Absolutely. season. So overall thoughts, I mean, what a, dis- or what a difference a season makes. <laughs> um, yeah. I tried to list the characters that, that we at least have not seen yet. I think we hit all of them. Douglas, Webster, Nancy, the Rosslers, Vernon, Vernon. Albert, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie. I, I don't know if I would expect to see Eddie, but no. we haven't seen we, We've seen his yet. wife. But, yes, Connie um, is still around. Um, so just a lot of change. No efforts to recast characters. Sometimes you see that in shows. Game of Thrones did this at times. Not an uncommon thing. I guess the showrunners just decided it'd be either better or easier to... Go a different direction, write some characters out, introduce some new ones, and see where the new story kind of leads. And my last kind of just broad thought, uh, and I I shared a little bit about this sort of in our season one wrap-up. From a writing perspective, there's macro-level writing and there's sort of micro-level writing. And at times, I'm very frustrated at the macro level. I think some of the structural decisions, the pacing, the, the character decisions are interesting let's say i'm not a showrunner you know these folks know what they're doing but at the micro level there's some really fantastic writing in this series there's some great lines there's some great moments we didn't talk a lot a lot about robina in this episode but she has a few good zingers she again does. Um, she's turning into the countess from yeah Dowling. i was gonna say <laughs> it, it is almost like the dowager um but you know there's a there's a spark in this show where there's moments where it's just like you know, that, that line was just really thoughtful, was really insightful, really, really funny, whatever. And that's what keeps drawing me back to the show. Yeah. I, I, I will probably stay frustrated through season two unless the plot lines clean up a little bit. Uh, change is hard. We'll get through it. But I'm enjoying the show. I, love, I do enjoy the writing, uh, some of the scene crafting and the moments of conversation, the dialogue. Structurally, well, I'm willing to see where it goes. Yeah. yeah, there is more of this war to live through and go through and understand the story. So. Yep. We will do that, and uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad Rubina made it through. From Rubina came back. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. He's still there. Jan needs somebody because everybody else seems like oh, they're, they're leaving. So, All so right. what do we think? Six episodes, season two. Is that there it? are six right. episodes. So so, you know, perhaps things will settle. I mean, the war is not going to settle down, right. but right. you know, maybe a little more organization. You know, this first episode trying to get through so many different things at one time. You know, such high expectations, yeah. right? So maybe maybe things will will kind of settle settle down yeah. as far as 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 plots yeah. plot lines go. 
So we'll find out, and hopefully you'll find out with us. So thanks for being here today. Uh, Stay with us as we go through Season 2. Join into the fun. We'd love to hear from you. Via email is great, postscript at WTF.org or PS at WTF.org. All the WTF social medias, you can find us there. If you want to watch along with us, or watch us, I guess, as we sort of walk along the series, you can find these on YouTube on the WTF Mosaic channel. All videos of Postscript, you see us, you see our uh, colleagues here running through Miss Scarlet and the Duke. We have season four of All Creatures Great and Small coming up later this year, all sorts of good things. Stop by the Mosaic channel on YouTube for all that content and more. If you're having so much fun, and you should be, but if you are and you want to help us make more content like this, please visit WTF.org slash mosaic. You'll find lots of information there, including ways you can support the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be along with you with episode two next time.